0: Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast that helps you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and today I want to remind you of the wide range of used car content you can explore here on Better Than New. We now have more than 60 episodes posted live and available for you to listen to, and the best part is that this content is evergreen, because used cars that are out in the marketplace don't change there won't be any factory updates on a used car or truck sold 5, 10, or 20 years ago. The only part of their story that might change over time is the price, and maybe we identify an issue or two, like, say, a recall, that affects these used vehicles over time. But really, that's it. So, unless you're a regular listener, there are probably some great episodes here that you haven't heard yet. So today, I want to take a look back and reveal the top five episodes from Better Than New based on downloads. These are our most popular episodes, so if you haven't heard them yet, maybe this will inspire you to go back for a listen. So hop in, buckle up, and let's explore the top five. Okay, so I'm going to start with a countdown from number five, the fifth most popular episode, down to number one and one of the things that kind of surprised me as I was doing some research to figure out which one it is I mean I didn't know I wasn't counting Uh, I had to go back and dig into the listenership numbers to see what people are interested in and surprisingly of the five top episodes two of them were not about a specific car which again surprised me I, I thought it would all be a specific car I love this car I love that car nope two of them were sort of car adjacent Now one of them kind of makes sense, that's number four, but this first one, the number five most popular episode, is episode 58, and it's on paintless dent removal. It's from June 29th, 2023, and it's titled, Paintless Dent Removal Saves You Time and Money When Your Car Gets a Dent. Now in this episode, I interviewed Ryan Snyder, who is a paintless dent removal or PDR specialist here in the Pacific Northwest where I live. The guy comes highly recommended. I've used him on a couple of my cars. He's affordable, does great work. He just takes a while to get him booked because he's so busy. He's a mobile guy. He comes to you and he does the work. And in this episode, we talked about what the process is, what the techniques he uses. You know, they work actually from the inside of the car, behind the metal, pushing it out. Or sometimes from the outside. They'll put a little bit of glue on there, glue a tab on, and then pull out on the dent. We also talked about, you know, some of these aftermarket paintless dent removal tools that you can buy and use yourself and whether or not those work. Eh, They don't, really. And we got into some of the recommendations, which the biggest one that Ryan recommended was that if you get a dent in your car, check with a PDR specialist first before you go get an estimate from the body and paint shop because you might find that you can get the work done for a lot less money, and certainly you don't have to repaint the car. If the paint hasn't been broken or chipped off or cracked you might be able to have it look like new and no paint work has been done the original paint is still in place so that's number five paintless dent removal saves you time and money when your car gets dented episode 58 from june 29th 2023 Okay, so this next episode is episode number four, the fourth most popular episode, and it's reason it makes sense that it's gotten a lot of listens over time, is that it's the very first episode from May 21, 2021 of this podcast, and it's titled, Can Teens Learn to Love an Old Hand-Me-Down Used Car? (laughs) So I actually interviewed my two sons, who were home from college during the pandemic, They closed their colleges down, and they were back living with us. And we talked about the two, quote-unquote, free cars we got for our kids to drive after they passed their license exam. One was a 1996 Honda Civic, and one was a 1994 Acura Legend. Now, these cars weren't perfect, uh, but they were straight. They looked okay. They were in various states of tune and, and running ability, and I had to put some work and time into them. But overall... Uh, you know, a kid driving a car for the first time, they're going to do dumb things with it. They're going to, you know, rub the wheels against the curb and mess those up. They're going to drive over the curb. They're going to back into a pole. They're going to just do dumb stuff. And I think most people are making a mistake when they buy, you know, a twenty or $30,000 car. It's like, here, here, kid, go drive. Why? What are you thinking? Get them something chunky to drive that's, you know, safe. These cars all had airbags and they were everything was functional. They had anti-lock brakes. They had, uh, you know, side impact protection. At least the uh, Civic did. But the 94 Acura was, was a big car for its time. It was heavy. So, you know, I felt like they were safe in the car. Anyway, it was fun to hear what the boys had to say about whether or not they liked driving an older car. And they sort of saw it as kind of a badge of honor, to drive an older car. A lot of their friends had newer cars that were, you know, hand-me-down, I don't know, um, Audis and BMWs and stuff like that. You know, my kid's driving an old crap Honda Civic. Fine with me. Anyway, one of the best parts was my younger son, when the Acura flipped over to 250,000 miles, a quarter million miles, he shot a video with some of his friends while they're in the car, and they went crazy. They were celebrating the moment as the car ticked over to 250,000 miles. And I thought, "Oh, that's kind of fun. That's probably an experience that most kids these days will never have. They'll never experience their own car flipping over to a quarter million miles. But our kids did. And overall, these were teenagers who were proud of their hand-me-down cars. So can your kid drive an old crap car and survive? Absolutely. They're going to love you for it. You know, they're going to be better people because of it. So get an old car. Just make sure it's safe. Make sure it's reliable. And outside of that, yeah, you're good to go. All right. So the third most popular episode is a car. It's about a car. It's episode 39. It's from February 16th, 2023. This is actually kind of surprising to me. I thought there'd be some other cars ahead of this particular one, but it's a car that I love. And a car that I think you would love, so that's why I did this episode. And it's the Fiat 500 Abarth. The title is, The Spicy Italian Your Body Needs Daily. Well, maybe doesn't really need spicy Italian like this daily, but not a bad car to drive every day. So, you might be thinking, what is an Abarth? Well, Abarth is the in-house tuning company for Fiat. Kind of like AMG is for Mercedes, Well, Abarth is for Fiat. Now, these cars were available from 2012 to 2019, and this amped-up version of the Fiat 500 is all about fun. Now, if you don't remember the Fiat 500, it's a little two-door hatchback. Think of Fiat's version of a Mini Cooper S. came with 160 horsepower from a 1.4-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine. It sounds amazing, sounds like a little mini Ferrari. I love these things, You know, it's Italian fun and sizzle and a great-handling, attractive, front-wheel-drive, two-door hatchback. Hey, what could be more fun, right? So if you haven't heard that one, check it out. It's number three on the list, the Fiat 500 Abarth, episode 39. So the number two most popular episode from Better Than New... Is on a sports car, two seat sports car, that I personally believe is very underrated in the marketplace. It makes a ton of horsepower for what it is, for four cylinder, and it looks great. It's a great looking car. I'm kind of surprised they're not more popular. Now, this was episode 47, and the car in question is the 2007 through 2010 Saturn Sky Redline. I interviewed a friend of mine, Lauren Campbell, who is an owner of a Saturn Sky Redline. This is a car that's built on GM's Kappa platform, which also included the Pontiac GXP sports car. They had a version of it. They look different. The Pontiac GXP and the Saturn Sky Redline don't look the same. I personally like the looks of the Saturn Sky Redline. Same with Lauren. Uh, But it doesn't mean the GXP is unattractive. It's it's a good-looking car. They're just different, right? But both have a two-liter, four-cylinder turbocharged power plant that makes 260 horsepower and 260 pound-feet of torque stock from the factory. That's the, the base level that you're going to get. There's some easy factory upgrades. Lauren had done those originally to his car. It bumps the horsepower to 290, up from 260, and bumps the torque up to 340 pound-feet of torque from 260 pound-feet of torque, which is a big bump in torque. But the stock drivetrain, according to Lauren, can handle 400 horsepower or more, which is pretty substantial when you think about it. There's lots of aftermarket support for these vehicles. And even though the Saturn brand and the Pontiac brand no longer exist, there is a lot of aftermarket support and active enthusiast web support online. So you can still get parts. You can still get a lot of things for these cars. So it's not something you need to worry dramatically about. I would get one in the best condition possible, but it's a great car. And we talked about, you know, why they're great, how they perform, and what to look for when buying. So if you haven't heard that episode, episode 47 from April 14th, 2023, on the 2007 through 2010 Saturn Sky Redline, it's the number two most popular episode here on Better Than New. So if you haven't heard it, definitely check it out. It's worth a listen. Okay, so now we are to the number one, the most listened to episode on Better Than New of all time, and actually by a pretty substantial margin compared to the number four or five episode. At least twice as many people have listened to it. This is very, very popular. It's episode number 27. It's from November 25th of 2022, and it is on the Jeep Wrangler TJ. The title is, The Jeep Wrangler TJ Should Be at the Top of Your 4x4 Bucket List. So the regular TJ series from 1997 through 2006 is, to me anyway, sort of the perfect blend of enough modern amenities so you don't feel like you're in a penalty box. But also has that nostalgic Jeep look and feel that, you know, if you take all that away, you're just driving another SUV. So this is sort of the perfect blend of both of those things. Now, the TJ was a return to the iconic round headlights after the YJ model's rectangular headlights. I didn't hate those, but I think the round looks better and certainly looks more like the original Jeeps from, you know, the 1940s and 50s. It's also a big upgrade in the suspension department. There's no more leaf springs like we're on the YJ. The TJ comes with a coil spring setup at each corner for better controlled ride on the road and improved articulation off-road. So it's definitely a better Jeep, both in back-road situations and daily driving. The TJ was available in four-cylinder and six-cylinder versions with manual or automatic transmission. And there were many trim levels. You know, you can get the base SE, which is four-cylinder, the Wrangler X, the Wrangler Sport, the Wrangler Sahara, the Wrangler Unlimited, which was a longer wheelbase version, 10 inches longer wheelbase, 15 inches longer overall on the body, and the Rubicon, which is the ultimate off-road version of the Wrangler. You could get a soft top, you could get a hard top, your choice. And all TJs are great, but I recommended the six-cylinder engine at least. I wouldn't get a four-cylinder if it was me. If you had to get a four-cylinder, get one with a manual. It'll make the most of the power. And I'm kind of ambivalent about which transmission to get. I would probably get an automatic because that would allow my wife to drive it. And if you're going to get the automatic get a 2003 or later, because the automatics in those vehicles came with a four-speed automatic instead of the earlier three-speed. Now, for serious off-roading, I recommended the Rubicon, which is an obvious choice. Uh, It has a locking differential and some other features for added off-road capability. The Unlimited model is one I recommend for extra room for your family adventures. It's a 10-inch longer wheelbase, and it's about 13 inches behind the rear seat, and about two inches of rear seat legroom extra on that vehicle. And finally, the ultimate version of the Wrangler TJ is probably an unlimited Rubicon, and that combines the Rubicon features with the longer wheelbase. Now, I like the look of the shorter wheelbase version, but in terms of what I would probably get, I would probably prefer the unlimited simply because it's got more towing capacity, and I like the idea of having extra room. So, Unlimited Rubicon is the ultimate version of the Wrangler TJ, in my opinion. So if that's what you're looking for, that's a great way to go. And that is the number one better than new episode of all time by a wide margin. So apparently people like Jeeps and they like Jeep Wrangler TJs. Now, before we close things out, I want to throw out a few honorable mentions. These were some episodes that were popular but didn't make the top five. Uh, The first one is actually a four-part series. It's the four-part Little Weirdos 4x4 series featuring small 80s and 90s four-wheel drive vehicles, including the Geo Tracker, the Daihatsu Rocky, the Suzuki Samurai, and the Dodge Raider. Those were episode 59 through 62, and if you haven't heard those, it was a great series, so definitely check that out if you want a fun little 4x4 for your weekend adventures. Um, Episode 57, It's If To Be Square and the Versatile Honda Element. Love the Honda Element. That was a very popular segment. Uh, Apparently other people like it too. Uh, These are a 2.4 liter 4-cylinder box on wheels. You could get it with either a manual or an automatic. I prefer the manual, but the automatic, if you're going to get one, get the 07 or later. With the 5-speed auto, you get an extra gear. These things are perfect for surfing, for dog hauling, for family adventures, as long as your family's not more than four people. And it even makes a decent camper for two people. So, awesome vehicle. Episode 57, Honda Element. If you're looking for a V8 muscle car, I recommend it in Episode 45, the 4th Generation Pontiac Firebird. You got a 5.7 liter V8 with 275 horsepower and 325 pound-feet of torque, and it sounded great. If you've ever wanted a V8 muscle car and you've put it off till now, this could be one of your last opportunities to get one at a reasonable price. These are pretty reasonable out in the marketplace. Got to look a little bit, but they're out there. So, episode 45, V8 Pontiac Firebird. Okay, honorable mention number four is episode 56. This was on the BMW 323 CI. It's an affordable version of the E46 Coupe. If you're a BMW 3 Series fan, this is your BMW 3 Series on a budget. They only made these for one year as a 323 model. They went to the 325 designation in 2001. You could get it as a coupe, as a convertible, as a sedan, and even as a wagon. So, you had four different options, but the coupe is really sort of a, it's really an underrated version of this particular car. And I, it's definitely worth checking out. So if you haven't heard that episode, episode 56, BMW 323 CI. And number five on honorable mentions is episode 34. And that's on the second generation Nissan Xterra. I love these things. They're rugged, off-road capable 4x4s with a punchy V6. You can get them in an automatic or manual transmission. They come in various trim levels, including the one I like best, which is the Pro 4X version with a locking rear differential and some off-road driving lights on the roof and a few other things. But any version is great, and they work really well off-road, and they're a decent, you know, in-town vehicle as well. So if you're looking for a rugged body-on-frame SUV for a reasonable price, check out episode 34 on the Nissan Xterra. Well, there you have it, the top five all-time Better Than New episodes, plus a few honorable mentions. Now, if you haven't heard these episodes, other people found them great to listen to, so, you know, you might want to plan to go back and give them a listen. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Better Than New, and if you like what you heard, please subscribe and follow this podcast so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs at a price you'll love. Also, be sure to join me next time for a look at the third generation Toyota RAV4, a compact crossover SUV that with the V6 option, which serves up a healthy 270 horsepower, offers an ideal combination of price, reliability, and sporty, yes, I did say sporty, SUV performance in an affordable package. If you're looking for a great used compact SUV, you should definitely check out the next episode. And until then, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.